Has the story of your love life taken an unexpected plot twist? Well, this is the podcast that helps millennials rewrite the story of their love life by learning simple strategies for starting and maintaining a healthy relationship. Through candid and unscripted conversations, we provide tools to help navigate the twists and turns of dating and relationships. Are you ready to flip the script on your love life? If so, sit back, get comfortable, and enjoy another episode of the Love Unscripted Podcast. What is up, everybody? Welcome to the Love Unscripted Podcast. I'm your host, Joseph Wilson. And this is the podcast where we have unscripted conversations with millennials about relationships and dating. So I hope you all, once again, are having a great start to the week. As I always say, remember, coming out of the weekend, make sure you do something that is feeling, that is pouring into yourself. Don't use the weekend just to do more errands. Listen, we got weekdays for that. But take time to connect with family, connect with loved ones, connect with your partner. Carve out time to really do life don't be busy just living life actually be a part of life so man if you missed last week's episode you missed a treat i was joined by my friend dr joshua anthony who's a psychiatrist and we talked about ways that you can support your partner who may have a mental health challenge or a mental health illness we talked about how to even process the shock that your loved one the person that you're in a relationship with that you're trying to do life with now has some type of mental health challenge. And for a lot of people, they don't know how to respond to it or even how to support their partner. But Dr. Anthony goes through point for point how to support them and how to take care of yourself. So if you missed that episode, go ahead, pause this one. I don't mind, I'm not gonna be hurt. Go listen to that so you can get some more information because listen, you may not need it now, But as we know, down the road on this journey towards love and on love, things happen and you may need the information. Or if you have a friend or a family member whose partner or spouse is dealing with some type of mental health challenge, be willing to share that with them. As we talked about in that episode as well, we have to break the stigma of talking about mental health in a way that can allow people to get access to resources and support. So go ahead and check out Dr. Anthony's episode that we had last week. Also, I do have an announcement. Listen, I've been looking at the DMs. I've been listening to what you all have been saying. And y'all missed a very big segment that we used to have throughout the week. Sip Slow is coming back this Thursday on Instagram Live, where we will have cool, calm, casual conversations about relationships while we sip some of our favorite drinks. Y'all have been asking like, yo, where's where's the conversations on Thursday? And Sip Slow is gonna be back. As always, I'm gonna be bringing some of my friends uh, who are in the relationship space and we're just gonna have open, calm and candid conversations about relationships and dating. And this time around, I'm actually gonna open up the live for you all to be able to hop on, ask questions and chime in so that we can continue to further these conversations. So this Thursday, go ahead, be looking out for the flyer. Sip Slow is back. But today, I know why you're here. You're here for another type of conversation that we usually have on the podcast. I have a, a I have another great guest who's going to be joining this week. Let me go ahead and get them in here. All right. So go ahead and introduce yourself. 
Oop, I think you're on mute. There I go. Now I'm not. <laughs> Greetings. Thank you. First of all, thank you so much for having me on your show. I'm so excited to talk about the topic that we're getting into today. Uh, for everyone out there tuning in, my name is Kimberly Whitman, and I'm a soul strategist from Washington, D.C. Um, my work is dedicated to helping women really overcome their obstacles and really turn them into stepping stones towards their most well-rounded, authentic, and purpose-driven life. And I'm also the curator of I Am The Whole Woman Community, which I absolutely love. Um, this is a space where me and my soul sisters gather to have meaningful conversations that are essentially a catalyst for change, a, a space for us to come together and share our experiences as women and learn from each other so that maybe we can skip around some of the potholes that come up and try to take us outside of our ability to be whole. So uh, that's what I do. That's what I love. And I'm super excited to be here. And you pretty much explained the main reason why I started the podcast. I wanted to have conversations. There are our experience is so limited and there's no way for us to experience everything. So if we can learn something from someone else, we can bypass some of those potholes. We can hop over those hurdles and not have to hit them head on and learn that lesson the hard way, as grandma and grandpa would say. So I'm glad you're here. I can't wait to have another great conversation. But before we get started, I have some get to know you questions. So here's the first. Thing. As you know, the, the society that we live in is very much about hustle culture. Grind, 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 uh, team no sleep, uh, always moving to the next goal and the next accomplishment. But we can't do that all the time. Sometimes we have to pause and rest and recharge our own battery. So Kimberly, what do you like to do for self-care? Ooh, for self-care. First of all, I think if you were to ask any of my friends, they would probably say I live a relatively soft life. <laughs> Not to say that I don't work hard, but I do prioritize taking care of myself because uh, considering this is Mental Health Awareness Month as we're recording this, I do have my own mental health challenges that I too have to go through. So my need for self-care is uh, less about self-care and more about self-preservation. Mm -hmm. I have to do these things to survive, right? So a lot of the things I like to do, first of all, number one on my list is sleep. <laughs> I love to take a good nap um, every day if I can. But if not, I'm really getting into the gym and not for vanity reasons, but really for my physical and my mental health these days. That's been very helpful. And I like to spend days in silence, not like days at a time, but like I'll pick a day during the week and just be silent where I don't talk, but I also don't listen to anybody else talk either so that I can just be still for a moment. Because uh, that's sometimes a lot of, of what we all need. So those are my, my big three right there. Ooh, listen, the silence, that's a good one. Listen, people, people don't feel comfortable with themselves sometimes long enough to sit in silence. And also we've been trained to look at phones, look at TV, be listening to things all the time. And I tell couples, if you really want to reset and restart your connection, get in silence. Get in silence. It's a, it's a hack. Like, <laughs> I got to talk about that a little bit more because silence is underrated. 
We have to give our brain time to get away from the messaging that we're always receiving, even the voices that we are having in our own head, stuff we're telling ourselves, giving yourself permission to stop, pause, and not hear or do say anything. So I love it. So here's your second question. What comes to mind when you hear the word love? God. God is the first thing that comes to my mind when I hear the word love. God and, and a state of being, right? As opposed to it just being a verb or it just being a statement. It's really a state of being. Because when you are intending to radiate love, you find it in everywhere. <laughs> right? You find it in the trees outside. You find it in your ability to sit down and do your work, your life's work. So when I think of love, I think of God first, and then I think of a being second. Mm, I love it. I love it. And the reason I ask that question is because I want people to have different perspectives of what love is. Mm. Time to get away from Disney. I'm sorry. Like we grew up on Disney. But love don't kind of work like that. Like there's no little magic wand. Boom. Love. <laughs> you don't find your prince charming. Beauty is not standing at the top of the staircase. It, 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 there's more to it than that. That's not the only framework. And unfortunately, a lot of the media and messages that we've been taught from parents and just external sources have kind of shifted and kind of put in a box what love is. So hearing other people's perspective, I think, gives people a broader, uh, a different opportunity to hear what it could and can be. So thank you for sharing that today. But we're going to go ahead and jump straight into this conversation. And we're going to go ahead and start off this way. So as many of you know, I love superhero movies. I love superhero movies. I went and saw Black Panther three times when it was in the theater. And with me being a Marvel junkie, I've noticed a pattern over the past couple years. There have been more women roles and superheroes that have been thrusted into the forefront. If you saw this last Black Panther movie, we saw Shari take over the throne and rule the queendom. If you also have Netflix, excuse me, not Netflix, Disney Plus, you are able to see that the Hulk now has a counterpart, She-Hulk. Another big movie that came out over this past year was The Scarlet Witch, and we've had Black Widow. There's an emphasis on showing that women can have different roles, different aspects, and different superpowers that are not just what the men have. It's not just strength. It's, it's not just uh, laser beams. It's not just might, but they have other unique abilities. When we talk about women in the real world, I think they have a superpower that I don't know gets tapped into enough or if people around them really appreciate. And that superpower is femininity. So Kimberly, let's have this conversation. So first of all, describe what what, what is femininity in the first place? Oh my gosh, I'm so glad you asked that. And I'll tell you, this was a touchy topic for me throughout my life, right? Because I was you know, an athlete, and I was very much involved in what would be considered tomboyish things. So my perception of femininity was so jaded <laughs> for so long, and it had me questioning myself, right? 
And so I had to start to expose myself to, like you said, different ways of thinking, different ways of seeing things, right? And femininity is often confused with uh, girliness from my perspective, right? Nothing I, nothing is 100% for me anyway. I, I, there's always room for error. There's always room for change and growth, right? So if it doesn't apply, please let it fly, okay? <laughs> Otherwise, tap in. So femininity, you know, I think is often confused with being girly. And for a long time, I didn't necessarily consider myself to be the girliest woman you've ever met. But I had to learn that femininity is actually an expression of energy. And femininity is not exclusive to women. It's just that we have this society that is giving us all of these different messages that it gets lost in translation. And then we try to find ourselves in the de definitions of other people and wonder why we're lost. Femininity is just an expression of energy that we both possess. It's just that one is typically more dominant in females than males. But it's also, the uh, it can be the other way around where a man can be more feminine dominantly and not that doesn't make him soft. <laughs> you know, that's not what that means. So I think if we look at it from a space of it being an expression of energy as opposed to this uh, mask that we wear, it might be easier to tap into it, mm. especially if you can clearly define what that energy looks like. Right, right. I see it's being two sides of the same coin with masculinity and femininity. Same thing happens. People get placed into boxes and put archetypes on people where their expression of it may be much different. What 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 femininity looks like in one woman may not look like the same in another. And that's okay. There doesn't have to be a universal expression of it. Think of how boring life would be if everyone expressed things the same way. Could you imagine? I use it. Think about telling a joke. If everyone told the same jokes the same way, we'd stop laughing because it's like, okay, that's that's more of what I've heard. There's no variety. And I think life is full of variety. And so you mentioned that femininity is energy and expression. So how do you even go about tapping into that? Like, how do you go about finding that energy? so that it can be expressed in a way that's true to me? So first of all, I don't necessarily think it's anything we have to find because we are innately born with that energy inside of us. It's just that our experiences tend to cloud our ability to express it. And so you said something that masculine and feminine is the two sides to the same coin. And to a certain extent, that's correct. The thing is, you want to hit the sweet spot, which is the center. And that's knowing when to activate your femininity as opposed to um, turning on your masculinity. So I have a mentor, Dr. Shelley, shout out to her. And she put it to us like this. Um, masculine energy is what allows us to move through the world. And feminine energy is what allows us to enjoy it. Mm -hmm. So by that, I mean, when you think of tapping into your feminine energy, it's really about traits right so whereas a man is a masculinity right not a man masculinity 
is more of a giving energy. Femininity is more of a receiving energy. So a tangible example of that would be when a woman receives a compliment, does she say, oh, thank you, this is nothing, da, 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 or does she feel inclined to have to give one back, or is she able to say, thank you so much? Can she just fall back and accept, receive that compliment? But the same thing, you see how it is the same side, of two sides of the same coin, because a man might need to sit back sometimes and wants to receive compliments, right? Do you not want to receive compliments from time to time? Absolutely. Assessment that is you activating your feminine energy, and that doesn't make you any less than a man. It's just that we have been conditioned to think that that makes you soft, when in actuality, to a feminine woman, it is her wildest dream for you to be vulnerable, so that she can give you a safe space to land. Yeah, like you said, being able to hit that that sweet spot is important. I believe the universe is about balance. It's balance. If you sway too much to any one side, you run the risk of having too much or too little of what is needed in those situations and circumstances. Mm -hmm. And so let's talk about a, a misconception about femininity. A lot of people tend to confuse femininity with being subservient. What, what is the difference between really being feminine and this idea that femininity has to be subservient? <laughs> God. <laughs> you get into it. Oh my God. Okay. First of all, like you said, femininity is a superpower. And when you are truly operating in your femininity, the submission is actually power. <laughs> right? You know, it's kind of like, Letting somebody think they came to the conclusion with it without actually telling them you were the one that came to the conclusion. That's kind of what femininity is, right? You just get to allow this man, and we're talking about it from a space of men and women, right? That's what right. we do. Okay, so with the femininity, from the femininity space, you are able to allow the man to um, lead knowing that you have the capacity to not be led off a cliff. Mm. You know, when you are solid in your being, and that is where our masculine energy has to kick in to know that I'm not going to allow you to lead me off of a cliff. <laughs> right? That's the stuff that keeps you surviving. But if you are giving me these new experiences, if you're teaching me things, if you're showing me new things, I don't have a problem with falling back and allowing that to penetrate my life, because I know it's only gonna make me better. Mm -hmm. It's only gonna enhance my ability to be my best version of myself and also be there for you as that more masculine energy figure. You know what I mean? So I think when people stop relating submission to, um, I don't wanna say it because the word be triggering people, but you know, like, I'm not your indentured servant, okay? <laughs> I'll say indentured servant. Like submission is not indentured servitude, okay? It's not. It is a choice to allow that man to to flourish in his masculine energy. Mm -hmm. so be inside of your feminine. Like, and, and your femininity is not dependent on a man's masculinity. 
I've seen that too. It's like a woman can be feminine in the presence of a masculine man. That's has nothing to do with it. That is one of the challenges and one of the concerns that I hear from a lot of people. And I hear, I counsel women as well, and they feel like they can't express femininity unless the man does dot dot. And men have the concern that women seem to not be feminine unless I'm doing certain things. So go into that a little bit more about femininity not being based on external factors. So I wholeheartedly believe that this is my philosophy. I am a feminine woman, whether I'm with any, whatever man, you just get to experience that femininity. You don't dictate mm. whether it shows up or not. You just get to experience it. And at that point, it's my choice. Are you complimenting and supporting and enhancing my femininity? Or are you unable to receive it? Either way, that's on you. <laughs> either way that's on you just because you're not receptive to my femininity doesn't mean I should be less feminine and I'm saying that from experience because I have done that in the past you know it is a natural tendency to try to meet people where they are when in actuality you're just um prolonging your desire to to achieve what you really want so I think that we take responsibility for our own experience, for our own expression of being. And it, when we are authentic and true to who we are, when we know ourselves, right? I don't have to shape shift based on what's happening around me because who I am is, is I just am that I am. Mm. You can accept this or not. So we're giving too much um, power to a man to dictate our ability to be feminine. It has nothing to do with them. They just get to experience it or not. Mm, so here's the thing. Superheroes have this power within them. They just are the superhero. And they don't always show their power just to the everyday person. So when it comes to the superpower of femininity, how do we know who gets to actually have that experience with us? Who do we show that too does everyone just get our essence and the the feminine energy and everything that comes with that or do we have to how do we like decide who gets to experience that i think i guess i would say um i would determine that based on what is the outcome of the situation that you want what is the circumstances what is the circumstance that you're in right and so if i am in a business situation the way I express my femininity is not going to be as overt as if I was at a lounge, you know what I'm saying, in four-inch heels and a, and a tight dress. It's going to look different, but it's still going to have the same impact. Right. So it's not about changing your level of femininity. You adjust your expression of it based on where you are in your life in that moment. That's how mm -hmm. I would explain that. That's how I would see. And that doesn't take you out of being feminine at all. It's just having discernment 
about when and where. Yeah. That's that's part of having superpowers is knowing how to control it. Yeah. We always see the journey of these superheroes trying to figure out how and when do I use it? If they use it too soon, something happens. If they don't use it enough, another outcome. But like you said, what outcome do you want to have and how can that expression aid you in getting that outcome? Mm-hmm. So another thing that I'm curious about, how does femininity improve your romantic relationships? Oh, it's amazing. <laughs> it is absolutely amazing because, I don't know, it just seems as though the more you allow a man to lead, the further he wants to take you. And uh, safer he feels with you the further he's going to take you, even when it comes to the depths of him, right? We never just talk about external things because that means nothing, right? But everybody wants to, all women want a man to talk to them, love you, be vulnerable with me. Like when you activate that femininity, you create an environment that is fertile for that type of relationship. And it empowers the masculine in him. That's just been my experience, right? Mm-hmm. So I know everybody's experience is going to be a little different, but I do have doing the opposite of that too. And all it caused was friction. You know, we fought, we argued because you said something. And honestly, I don't even subscribe to the concept of balance as much as harmony. Mm. Because 50 50 is not a real thing. <laughs> Sometimes it's gotta, sometimes he only got 10. You might have to bring that 90 and vice versa, right? And so I think that when we look for harmony instead of balance, balance makes you think he's supposed to be masculine all the time. But when you're working in harmony, you recognize when he is in need of more feminine in expression, now it's time for you to raise your masculine expression to hold space for that. So I look at it more of finding harmony between each other. It's a synergistic it's a dance and you're continually figuring out how to move without stepping on each other's feet. That's harmony. Mm-hmm. And I've definitely seen times where my grandmother would tap into her feminine energy and express it in a way where I could see where my grandfather may have been stressed, how just the expression and the way she interacted with him changed the whole vibe of the house. Yeah. Like my grandfather did a lot of construction stuff and dealing with a lot of people all day, it can be difficult. And then coming home and she see that he's in a certain mood and she just had this smile that she would do. And I was like, what is that? Like, as a young, I'm like, why is he starting to melt? Like, what's, what is, but I understand what she was doing. She knew that she had a certain essence about her that could smooth things over mm-hmm. and allowed him to say, hey, this is what's going on. And they would always have a conversation. Like, I don't know how I was able to stay in the room, but that I was able to see this. But and- that's a lesson, though. Right. That's a lesson that you were able to stay in the room because a lot of parents show you how to fight, but they don't show you how to keep it tight. 
the fact that you got to stay in the room is a blessing because you see how that activation of feminine energy can change the trajectory of the entire household. <laughs> mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's such a beautiful thing. And I like the term harmony too. I'm going to start using that. Harmony is a good word. And because it's, it's the flow and the flow doesn't always have to be quote unquote equal. It's more equitable in the, yeah. in a sense. It's like what's needed at any given time may not be evenly distributed, but it's, a, it's, the rhythm. I think about music, like every beat is not played at the same rate, same frequency, but together it, it can it can really make some beautiful music. That's definitely dope. So we're going to go ahead and transition into our last segment of the show, which is Flip the Script. And Flip the Script is where our guest provides a simple tool or strategy to deal with a, a particular situation, circumstance, challenge that we discuss in this episode. So you ready? I am as ready as I'm gonna be. <laughs> yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready. I was born ready. Maybe listening to this episode and they're like ready to really live in their their feminine energy and feminine experience. So, what can be done so that people can stay within their feminine energy when life, when people, when external circumstances try to knock them out of that energy? Mm. Mm. Such a good question. A uh, few things here. The first thing would be you have to, first of all, define what femininity is for you. Because there are so many messages out here telling you what it means to be feminine. And it can get misconstrued if it doesn't align with the true nature of who you are at your core. So the first thing I would say is to figure out what femininity looks like for you and don't let anybody else define that. And then the second thing would be choose to take radical responsibility for your experience, right? Take back your own power and stop allowing these messages to ultimately influence how you show up in the world. That's your responsibility. So I would say take radical responsibility for that. And then the third thing is, if all else fails, invoke one, two, three, four, or all five of your senses in things that remind you of your feminine essence. So that could be taking a bath, right? In some nice soft oils or something. Or it could be um, a certain smell of like rose and jasmine, right? That fragrance might remind you of feminine essence when you need to get back into that state of being, activate that sense and burn some jasmine you know, incense or burn some rose petals or, or something like that to remind your subconscious being of that femininity that you want to spill out of you. So the first step is to know what that looks like for you. And then the second step is to take responsibility <laughs> to make that your being and not allow other people to dictate when that shows its face. And then if all else fails, invoke your senses. What does femininity look like? What does it feel like? What does it smell like? Do that and it may bring you back to center so that you can recalibrate yourself to really express the highest version of your femininity that you have to offer. Does that make sense? It absolutely does. And there you have it. Kimberly, thank you for joining us this week. 
Thank you so much for having me. This was a pleasure and I absolutely love talking all things femininity and womanhood and the whole shebang. So thank you so much. So let everybody know where they can find you on the internet and social media. So you guys can find me on all the all the platforms, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, LinkedIn, everything at Kimberly Whitman, W-H-I-T-M-O-N. And you can also go to IamTheWholeWoman.com, woman, just one, A-N.com, and get a glimpse of what we're working on inside of I Am The Whole Woman community and inside of our containers that we have. And you can schedule a call, complimentary, and see how we can best be. And I will have all of those links down in the show notes. So if you're driving, please don't go trying to click right now. I am not responsible for your insurance premium. So we just want to thank everyone for joining us this week. Please head on over to iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher Podcast, comment, rate, subscribe. If you're in podcast land, go ahead and head on over to Love Unscripted HD on YouTube where you can see the, see the full video for this episode. I just want to thank everyone once again for tuning in, having this conversation. And hey, we may not have all the answers, but we will have the conversation. I'll see y'all next time. Peace.